Peace be still, everyone. This is Tosha, and you're listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that discusses social issues and how it affects our community. Now, today, I want to talk to you about that video that's been circulating with um, the kiss that everyone's talking about. Is it playful or is it perversion? So religious leader Dalai Lama has people worldwide cringing at the latest video circling with him and his interaction with a young boy. I want you to go ahead and view this video. Just don't say anything. Just just take a look. My <laughs> tongue. <laughs> okay, so um, it really is not a laughing matter. I was just um, taken aback by um, the crowd that was just laughing, thought it was... Um, Funny, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the 87-year-old Dalai Lama lives in exile um, in a temple in India. And um, it was February of 2023. He um, invited some students over to his temple. Um, and then there was this young boy. Um, I don't know. He looks like he's about seven or eight or something like that. But this young boy asked... Um, before he approached him, asked if um, he could give him a hug. And um, I can just imagine how the child felt just, you know, being a, a devout Buddhist and seeing a world-renowned um, leader, uh, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, by the way, um, in person. And you're just feet away from him and thinking, wow, this is my opportunity. I just want a hug. And I can just imagine how the atmosphere there was. He was, you know, I didn't watch the video in the entirety. I don't know if there's an entire video of what his message was about, but, um, you know, if you know what the Dalai Lama or what Buddhism is about, it's about peace and it's about love. And um, so I can just imagine after giving a powerful speech on that, um, you know, how, Everyone is there um, that's all gathered together feeling that. And I can imagine the zone that they were in and imagine the synergy between everyone. So this little guy, you know, is feeling it. And um, he asks for a hug and the Dalai Lama obliges him with a gesture to his cheek. So the little boy approaches the Dalai Lama and as he approaches the Dalai Lama and he's standing there, um, the Dalai Lama motions to his cheek. So he's there asking for a kiss on the cheek and then um, motions to his, his lips. And then he says, suck my tongue. And as the both of them are getting closer, it's the hand gesture for me where he's holding the boy by his chin and um like you know holds him by the chin and he's like pulling his face and um i okay so i went 
<sighs> okay. So I went online and I saw that um, People, um, I guess it's People Magazine, they must have like an online YouTube show or something to that effect, says that the Dalai Lama has apologized and for asking the young boy to suck his tongue at the event in February. And um, the video shows them embracing and that particular video shows them embracing. So the the little boy asked for a hug and he he did they did embrace. And um while they're embracing, he does this motion where he he tickles the little boy under his arm. And the crowd is then again laughing like they did with the whole suck my tongue bit. And um you know, I do get that religious leaders sin as much as non-religious leaders do or anyone that's non-religious. We all sin. And um, for me, this is perverse. And I feel as though, you know, folks are trying to normalize this perversion, especially when it comes to children. Um, I found it grotesque and um i've you know it's a it's a disturbing display for me now i really don't think that this was a, a playful engagement and especially it being with a child and i from what i was reading it says uh, a buddhist tradition a buddhist tradition that um restricts the priests and monks to marry. Um, so if you're a Buddhist, a monk or a Buddhist priest, right? So I was reading that they, they don't, they're restricted from marrying. And um, for me, when you restrict a man from marrying um, or anyone from marrying, I don't know how normal they're supposed to act. How, um, because you're de you're you're deviating from from that physical intimacy that we are that we are created for. See, when you're missing that physical intimacy, that there's a love hormone, and the love they call it the love hormone, but it's um it's a uh, oxytocin, and um, in men, what it does. Um, when it when it's released, it, um, it it's a stress reliever. So it, it relieves stress, and then it also lowers the blood pressure. Right. So there there are health benefits to this, and the way how our bodies are made and how our 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 body parts, you know, are designed like like puzzle pieces that fit together. You know, we fit together for a purpose, and we are created with natural feelings and we are made with these natural urges that um it wasn't by accident you know what i mean it was it was created by design and that's why when you when you see for for the ladies if you see a handsome guy and you know or it, not even just a handsome guy that you know a guy that you're with or your significant your significant other and you're excited because you know, you know, the joys and pleasure that that person brings you. Um, same thing with men. Um, you get excited when you see, you know, your significant other, 
you know, dressed nicely and put together. And um, there's just certain hormones that are released. So I don't know um, these traditions about not marrying. And I feel like it kind of goes against what we were created to do. Um, I was was, um, out um, not too long ago with um, friends of mine, husband and wife. And um, I just remember (laughs) uh, she had on a cute little um, skirt and top. I mean, she looked really pretty, well put together. She had her heels on. And um, I just was such a fan of his in that moment because he was just complimenting her, telling her how beautiful she looked. And he's like, wow, I certainly hope we can get another wear out of this outfit. And he was just admiring her and just, you know, standing there giving her compliments. And I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, So I don't know. And I'm definitely not trying to put anybody's um, religion down or anyone's traditions or, you know, um, their, their practices, their customs. But I just feel like this is what happens when you take away um, what's supposed to help help us with these these urges and what we're designed to do for each other, the pleasure that we bring for each other. We were designed and created for this. So I want to say that according to the B- the BBC in Tibet, um, they are saying that sticking your tongue out is served as a greeting. And okay, so I accept traditions. If sticking your tongue out is a sign of respect or if it's a greeting, I can go ahead and respect that. Not a problem. I know I'm not doing it. Um, and if I have to go somewhere where I'm asked to stick my tongue out in order to show respect, I don't want to go. I just simply choose not to go. However, um, if you listen to the video, if you see the video at all, um, he doesn't say stick your tongue out. He instructed this young boy to suck his tongue. And so I don't see where, you know, for me, there isn't a tradition or a culture or a practice or anything at all that excuses the suck my tongue. Um, his supporters are coming out and they are determined to, um, they're determined to really uh, support him. They're coming out saying, um, I want to read something to you that um, someone wrote. Um, it says, a, Tibet, uh, a Tibetan activist tweeted on Monday, expressions of emotions and manners today uh, has been melted together and become vividly westernized, bringing in a narrative of other cultures, customs, and social influences on gender and sexuality to interpret Tibetan way of expressions is heinous. Um, let's see. He says, however, they want to have it written politically correct. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I really, the only reason why I wrote that down is because I honestly wanted, I thought that they were going to give some sort of an explanation for um, 
the the suck your tongue thing um that didn't work for me i don't i don't know it's just you know and and there are there are others too that are just like um in support of him and saying that you know what he did was just playfulness um i mean i don't i i don't know um it's okay so i have nothing against um admiration of you know religious leaders and um there are a few um religious leaders that i am fond of i listen to them i listen to their broadcasts and um their podcasts and you know that's how i start my mornings off is uh by listening to some of these religious leaders because I look at them as they're they're motivational. They're they're like they write like the best motivational speeches because it comes and they're Bible based. They're Bible based, so um, I do believe there's a lot of things in the Bible that uh, show us how to to live our lives and give us like a, a a roadmap of what to do and when things go wrong. Instructions of what to do when things go wrong. So when they are preaching Bible based preaching. And um, referring back to the Bible on how to deal with certain situations and how other people in the Bible have dealt with situations that we go through. Um, Because nothing is new. Absolutely nothing is new. But, um, you know, there are a few that I listen to because I like their style and how they deliver the message. And never will I, you know, put them on a pedestal and think that because you know, they are from a a higher authority that they can do no wrong. And um, as I said before, they sin just like everyone else. And because they were born into sin, we all were born into sin. Um, But, you know, we have to take into consideration just because they are um, religious leaders and they win you know, Nobel Peace Prizes or what have you, um, doesn't mean that they're um, they're not fallible. You know, uh, there is a story about, example, the story of a pastor in a Jacksonville, Florida church, and um, he's in prison right now. He's in prison for molesting a girl, a young girl, and he also confessed to fathering a child with a woman that he raped during a 2004 counseling session. So this woman sought counseling um, with her pastor and um, took advantage of her and, um, you know, fathered a child and um, he confessed to that. So there's a, a very, very famous pastor. I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, from my description, you probably can guess who he is. Um, very, very famous pastor. He uh, seems as though that he may have been um, allegedly struggling with his uh, sexuality. Um, he was very vocal and anti-gay, uh, very vocal about being anti-gay. Um However, he was, you know, well, he was out there in the Atlanta area and he preached, um, you know, about prosperity. So he was one of those prosperity preachers and lived a very lavish life. And um, he's passed away. And um, there are some young men who have come forth to say that, you know, they 
they had relationships with him and um, he used his, his influence and um, he coerced them into um, relationships with these young men, allegedly, because he's no longer here with us. So he can't defend himself. Um, so I'm not too sure how old this little boy is in the video. Again, he looks to be about seven or eight. Um, his mannerisms um, seem to be about eight or nine. He might be a small child. I don't know, but he seemed um, very mature and he uh, seemed like he, you can tell he comprehends and he understands. And he was there for um, a a, a Buddhist, like he wasn't at Comic-Con. Okay. So, um, he understands boundaries and at that age, uh, so much inappropriate behaviors and sexual abuse never go reported because kids never knew, you know, they say it, it, they, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know it was wrong. They can tell you that, um, it felt wrong. Um, they were told not to say anything. And that's another thing when, you know, an adult swears you to secrecy, but they were told not to say anything and it felt wrong, but they didn't know definitively what is this? And, you know, that this is definitely something that's wrong and I need to tell someone. And I, I think that, um, at the age of about three, between three and four years old, we should be um we should be teaching our children right to um to learn that their body is a temple and we should be teaching them that it's sacred and that they are the ones that are in charge of their bodies and that means speaking with them direct and knowing the correct names of their body parts you know just as a little boy asked the dalai lama um he was appropriate. He wasn't inappropriate. Like he appropriately asked, you know, um, can I, can I hug you? And I feel that's how, um, adults need to approach children. They should ask, they should get permission from these children before they embrace them or get, you know, close to them and have respect, have respect, have boundaries, have respect for their boundaries and ask. And, we as adults, whether it's your child, somebody else's child, your niece, your nephew, um, the neighbor's kid, you know, it takes a village and each one teaches one. And that's one thing that's um, I've always said uh, with children, they should know that they're in charge and they have a right to say no. They have a right to decline someone being, you know, close and pressed up to them. It's, it's their bodies and this is one thing that I wish um, this little boy had declined, maybe just a hug. But when he was touching his chin, maybe, you know, back away, I, I don't know. But um, the Dalai Lama should have asked for permission for a kiss on the cheek. And what he did was basically point to his cheek and he's saying, you know, you're the child. I want to kiss. So you do as I say, that's how that equates to me. But, um, there are some people who are, you know, giving backlash and, um, you know, they're asking for criminal charges to be filed. Um, this is some, some of the things that I've read online. Um, you know, he should be in jail 
Um, this is abuse. For this incident, I don't know. Um, I was asked, you know, do you think he's a molester? Do you, you know, should he be in jail? For this particular incident, um, I don't, I don't see charges being filed, but um, I don't know if this might give someone the courage to come forth. If there's anything that had happened in the past and, you know, someone didn't want to report it. I think, you know, seeing the public outcry and seeing that, you know, they would be supported and they don't have to be afraid. I'm not accusing him of anything. I don't know the man, never met the man. Um, but um, a lot of um, people who have been hurt by religious leaders, they just keep it moving and they suffer with that. And um, they don't, they don't really tell anyone. And, um, you know, it, it affects them later on in life. So for me, um, I don't know, only, only if there's others, if someone if other people come out and say something and then there's a um, in-depth investigation, because I don't like how the public likes to, you know, put people on, people on trial and, you know, they're guilty before they're found innocent. Um, I'm not on that bandwagon. I definitely have to, you know, there definitely has to be um, uh, proof. There has to be witnesses. There has to be, you know, the whole nine. Uh, so I do believe in people uh, getting a fair trial. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, some of the comments that I'm reading, um, people are saying, they seem to think that it's, you know, something that he does in the dark. Cause I remember reading one statement that said, if he does this in front of a crowd, can you imagine what he does behind closed doors? Again, I don't, I don't know. You know, they're saying whatever is, done in the dark soon will come to light and you know that he's gotten away with things and it's been covered up and you know soon the truth will come out i'm just hoping that this is just one incident and one incident only i am hoping that um this is just a case of him using very poor judgment um, yeah, that's all I'm hoping that it was just one incident. This is the only incident. He just used poor judgment, wasn't thinking, you know, whatever. He was just caught up in a moment of euphoria because of, you know, the synergy, the connection with the people. That's what, that's what I'm hoping because, um, Children being hurt by adults or, you know, religious leader, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a religious leader or not, or just children being hurt. Um, we have way too many tragic stories of this, uh, kids being violated, especially with uh, prominent leaders. And, um, you know, we just need to, to keep our eyes, keep both of our eyes on our kids, on our children. Um, educate them, caution them, and just make your home a safe place, a safe haven to um, 
where they can feel comfortable to discuss their feelings with you, to discuss if they're uneasy or uncomfortable around someone, whether it's um, a family member, whether it's a, um, you know, a, a leader, sorry, a teacher or, uh, you know, someone in a leadership capacity or, you know, just someone in their family. <laughs> so that's, that's basically what, um, you know, you should, you should create for, for these children so that, um, yeah, that's, that's basically what I have to say about that. Um, let's see. Oh, and I found this comment online. I really, 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 really wanted to read this one. Um, yeah. So this person writes, I am Tibetan myself. In my culture, um, it is a specific common practice for elders to tease young children by joking, suck my tongue as a way to deter cheeky children from pestering elders. Um, I'm trying to see how that would make sense. The word cheeky, I've only heard my grandma say that. My grandma's a very proper English lady. And um, um, instead of saying, you know, you're out of order child or an unruly child, she'd say, oh, that's a cheeky child. Um, so I guess in the Tibetan Chinese world, <laughs> they use this. Um, but it says, um, this is, in my culture, it is a specific common practice for elders to tease young children by joking, suck my tongue as a way to deter cheeky children from pestering elders. Uh, and they they went on to write the word suck in the Tibetan language is, I don't know how you pronounce this, but they spelt it J-H-I-P. So the word suck in Tibetan language is J-H-I-P. Well, they say Google's your friend. Google was not my friend because when I Googled it, it says um, J-H-I-P stands for Joint Hip Improvement Plan. So if you got hip problems, then that's <laughs> that's all it says to me. It's not a word. Um, it's not a word that is uh, sexualized the way that it is in Western world. Um, the major foreign media are portraying clips without the full the full content while judging other cultures just because it differs from their own. Even though this video appears two months ago after the occurrence, there is no attempt to get a comment from the parents of the child. By the way, the parents have released an official statement that they didn't feel like it was a problematic issue. That's what the person um, further wrote. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't look it to see if the parents released any videos and, you know, saying that it wasn't a problematic issue. Maybe it's not problematic to them. You know, I can't um, dictate to someone how to parent, how to raise their child. All I can say is, um, it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, what do you say? So he's like, the reason why the Tibetan exile diaspora is thriving is because the world wanted to cash in on the Dalai Lama for decades and now you turn him in for clickbait. Um, 
not sure about that. It just sounds like a bunch of horse pucky. This person just needs a few couch sessions on, you know, fix my life or whatever. It just seems like he's lashing out for some reason because he totally strayed off the topic and went from Highway 60 to Highway I-95. So it was a disappointing comment. I thought maybe, you know, he that could have shed some light on the suck my tongue thing. And if this is something that elders say to cheeky children they need to find something else to say because it's kind of like grooming behavior for me and um yeah it's a it's it's a it's a no it's a it's a no <laughs> so yeah um yeah <laughs> Well, so a few days ago, it comes out in the news that, you know, saying that the Dalai Lama has apologized for um, the incident. And um, I have yet to see a video of him apologizing. Um, so I just want to say that, you know, I'm not going to look too much further into this once I talk about it here. That's it. It's a done deal for me. Because if the parents don't find it disturbing, if they don't find it a problematic issue, then I don't know. In Jamaica, they say if... Uh, sick man don't care why should a doctor care right so well i have yet to see a video of him apologizing um, what i am seeing is his office has released a statement and the office says um let's see and to me it seems as though he hired a pr team this is not even a, an apology from him it seems like he hired uh some pr firm to 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 write something um, and to, to send it out because I, I don't know if he's apologized. I haven't seen a, an apology, but, um, the, it says here, uh, his holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way. He regrets the incident. So for me, there's nothing on here that apologizes. There's nothing here that says, I'm sorry. What I'm reading is just a statement that basically states, um, he can do what he wants to do because he's the Dalai Lama and we're going to go ahead and justify and, and back him up. But you be the judge if that's an apology or if that's, you know, justification of how he behaved. So um, I know that, you know, when a child um, suffers from abuse, there's nothing that you can do to undo the damage. You, you can't apologize the damage away. Um, the best thing to do is to protect our children. Um, every, just protect our children. <laughs> Look out for our kids. Because once the damage is done, it's done. Um, like, dear departed Whitney Houston, love her, love her music. She says, I believe the children are the future. And um, damage leader, you know, uh, teach them well and let them lead the way. Um, but if you have damaged leaders, you'll create a damaged society. So, you know... <sighs> Just take care of each other. Take care of our kids. Remember, it takes a village. And I just want to thank you very much for watching, for listening. And um, until next time, may peace be still.